Oh my god! Once I hosted my mother's breast cancer survivors dragon boat team fundraiser in a pink wig at Southwood's car museum for a hundred bucks. That was that See, was. So that's a sentence that shouldn't exist. <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't exist. But there it is. This mic smells like new plastic. <laughs> oh my god, you're really huffing that in there, babe. I, know, I like it. It smells good. I like I like plastics. So I like metals. I like hardware. <laughs> I'm a tactile boy. I'm so tactile. Oh my god. Samuel's been banned from Briscoe's <laughs> since 1998. <laughs> For assaulting a cat out of the Briscoe's lady. <laughs> oh, my God. He keeps sniffing her hair. And although, she's, although the cat out is not a real person, they still considered it to be a complete violation of their codes of conduct. And I quote, unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford to shop at Briscoe's. Oh, I can now. Yes, you can. There's, there's been a sale on since the early 90s. <laughs> Do you know what else I love about the Briscoe's lady what? Is that she's just a normal woman who lives her life And then once a month Pops on a fucking wig Goes into the studio Pulls out three ads, three radios Boom, 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 cashed up Yeah, that's pretty amazing And no one can recognise her without the wig Like literally, she's completely anonymised Same Isn't that Same <laughs> Same, and that's not by choice <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to not be in? Would you Would you like to be more well known? I'm very happy being anonymous in Wellington right now. Sammy Takani, known hole. <laughs> known hole. Oh my god. Speaking of holes, my name's Johanna Cosgrove, and my name is Samuel Takani, and you're listening to Rats, Rats in the Gutter. We cannot sink that, can we? No, oh, and that's And you're fine. purposely not syncing it with me. Am I that transparent? Yeah, mm. and you're also, you need the energy, I want the energy up, and you're bringing the energy down. Right, let me have some more of the coffee. Okay. Oh, <laughs> ready? Rats in the... Why are you going slow? You are going slow. This is all you. It's all you, girl. Go faster. Okay. Rats, Rats in the gutter. There we go. And then t- Tim can, can just mix it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get in post. This is the podcast yeah. about Money. two de- oh. deranged sex stuffs, femmes navigating the southern necropolis of Tamaki Makoto and Wellington. Yeah. We're and bi-coastal. We're two bi-coastal girls. Oh my god, we're bi-coastal, but we're still on the North Island. Uh, yeah, sure. Let's be real. I Let's you said sex stuffs, and I, I feel like um, I've literalized that. I have taken a an unspoken passive vow yeah. of abstinence while I'm here in Wellington. Diverting yeah, time I feel and energy like to other things. I'm on a romantic sabbatical as well. There's like a couple romance. of I'm not talking like about romance. I'm talking about sex. Oh my god, fuck romance. People want me sick. No, I'm not. I'm not fucking anyone either. Oh yeah. In person. <laughs> in person? What? <laughs> on the in the ether? <laughs> Is that? Are you astrally violating your neighbours? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm just doing astral projection every night, <laughs> and you don't know who I'm gonna be inside. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> You couldn't pay me to do that. You couldn't pay me. Well, what could we pay you to Speaking do? Speaking of pay. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of pay, today we're going to be talking about money. Money. <laughs> Who's got oh, it? Tim. Who wants it? And who thinks about it? <laughs> <laughs> me. I think about money all the time. I love money. You love money. I do love money. Yeah, I love it. I, I always want more of it. I actually recently realized this is probably just like a um, uh, practical observation about about money and about budgeting is that I've never been able to budget. It's never been within my my um, skill set until recently, mm. where I suddenly have like a semi kind of okay revenue stream, and now I'm like, oh, mm. the secret to budgeting is having enough money to budget. You know what I mean? Lit- like literally, you can't budget literally. if there's nothing to budget. Isn't it so funny? Because you're like, I feel. Maybe for the same. I'm like, I love money. I want money, and and I'm also like, fuck capitalism, you know. And it's, uh, but you got to participate in it to get the good stuff. 
And I'm also like, I want to spend $2,000 at Mecca at any given moment. <laughs> but also fat capitalism. But also fat capitalism. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Like, look at where we are financially now to comparative to a year ago. What was it's I doing? I can't even remember what my life was like a year ago. What was I doing? I hadn't even... Well, this time a year ago, I was just about to start my trial for Shortland Street on the writer's table, oh, which yeah. is my current job, by the way. I'm a storyliner. A television writer, television. Was I on the table at that time writer. as well? I can't. I can't recall. You'd had your trial uh, around Christmas time. I had, I had one before, and then I went back after. I f- oh, no. Yeah, but I yeah. feel like both of, this time last year we were both still just. Um, we're cutting that, Tim. We're absolutely cutting that. I'd, <laughs> we're cutting that. <laughs> <laughs> we're absolutely cutting that. <laughs> No, I don't want to cut it. Can we just bleep it? <laughs> like we were committing tax. I don't know her. <laughs> I've never met her. Is she Italian? <laughs> tax. <laughs> no, she's Polish. A Polish. Guy. I was about to say that. I was going to say that. I know. I know. I could sense it. I could sense it. Um, you could smell the borscht through the screen. But excuse me, it's pierogi. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. But what I what I mean by that is that neither of us had jobs this time last year, and now we're both. We were two, it's two crazy freelance what a year can gals. Do. Freelance gals. We're just two little freelance gals, and now we're both locked in with mu- with multiple projects on the go. Yeah, I'm feeling a little bit um, stretched, stretched thin. Calista Flockhart. Thin. Yeah. Oh, that's really thin. thin. <laughs> Real thin. That's really thin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so thin. Yeah. Calista Flockhart. Yeah. Thin. <laughs> it's kind of dated, actually. It's really dated. It's really, really dated. I know. I feel stretched too. I feel like I feel so fucking burnt out. You feel like you're getting only the, compensated enough the in terms of, of money for this this borderline burnout or nah? Um, yes and no. I definitely. This is the point in my life where I'm earn, earning the most money I've ever earned, mm. which is fucking amazing, and I'm really grateful for it. However, it's also that thing where you're like, what other tolls is it taking? And also, it's not just I'm. It's not like I'm just doing one job. I've got like. Many pots on the boil, many things on the summer that I'm not at liberty to talk about. They're very <laughs> exciting things. They're all really, really exciting things. But they, it's like I've got a full time. I do have a full time job, a coveted full time job, and yet on top of that, I'm still pretending that I am a freelancer as well. So I'm like saying yes to all these things, and I shouldn't be doing it. But that's from years of, of doing absolutely it. Absolutely. Ha- of of hustling yeah, through my twenties and, and work, working a full time hospital job so I could make a show so I could do the, you know like all of that kind of stuff. I know completely like you were the same. I'm, yeah, the I'm same. the same. Like while I'm here doing the thing that I cannot talk about that I'm not at liberty to mm. um, speak to with any more detail. <laughs> I mysterious girl. Like today mysterious I went to have a studio visit with an artist because I'm meant to be writing an article about them. That's due in two days, which is actually not. It's it's a little less turnaround than I would like, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, on as it's well really as chill. editing. It's really, really um, chill. A, that I hit my film project and God, what else am I doing? Really, really chill. Playing a lot on Nintendo. <laughs> Which is yeah, pro bono at this point, but um, you never know, what? I could get a Twitch. <laughs> whatever you've got to do to unwind day. Yeah. Whatever you've got to Yesterday do. Yesterday I got so, um, uh, I, I came, came to an impasse with ed- editing and just stopped and played Bayonetta for about four, borderline five hours. Yeah. Yeah. And I would yeah. normally masturbate, but actually, I feel so ugh, drained. About six you feel exhausted. That I just I couldn't bring myself to touch myself. I haven't been I haven't been masturbating either. I've just been like, oh, actually, no, that's a bald faced lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can smell the cummies from here. <laughs> Cummy mummies. <laughs> Yuck. 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 Oh, oh, Yucky. Yucky. Oh, but it's funny, isn't it? Because it's like you you work. I think both of us are in the situation where our jobs are our, our livelihood in terms of a, a cash, but also our livelihood in terms of like, I feel like if you don't write and if I'm not performing or creating, you know, like I will die. We'll literally poof into a little crevice of dust, um, cease to exist. Yeah, um, I'm definitely not in the habit yeah. of doing things that I don't want to do. And yeah. um, that, one of, that includes like not, I guess not, not writing or not making Okay, look, I don't know. It's funny talking about motivations in relation to money. Do you know what I mean? Motivations to make in relation to money. Yes. And like, I know I yes. was having a conversation with with someone recently, um, and I know that they have an overt problem with, because um, they're in the art world, and I know that they have an overt, prob- overt problem with um, motivations that 
you too closely to money, more specifically to funding opportunities, and that there there's a cross section yeah. of people that will not lift a finger to make unless they are assured funding, as if that that's the crux of it, as if that is the bottom line, mm. you know. Like, and mm. I don't know, we've we've talked about this, and we've even written about it together recently. Yeah, we have. You can find our article on spinoff, by the way. <laughs> But the I obviously like, funding okay. is great. Funding is totally great. Um, but oh, and it's necessary, and you and you need it, and it and it necessitates a dedication to your practice that is quite rare in this country because we don't have the same setup as they do in Europe with patronage. As you know, as you, we've discussed this heaps of times. Also, maybe risk, not the pod. Too risk, much. risk everything. Yeah, We're fucking risk yeah. everything. You know what I mean? Like you're never not risking anything anyway. You know what I mean? Like life is fucking. I risk. mean exactly. The stakes are as high as high as. As you can conceive of at all times. Yes. Safety is, the illusion of safety is exactly that, an illusion. So world, why not go all the, in? The world is not safe. The world is not safe. No one's going to like your shit. Like it's not, just just fucking do it. And we are yeah, so, so funny, me and my, you are like, we are from a very entitled, privileged cross-section where we've had access to oh, very yeah. cultural resources and, and networks, oh, blah, blah, yeah. blah. I mean, a, a lot of that is luck and providence or whatever. But then I also, there's the And being stimulus. in the right place at the right yep, time. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But then there's also the stimulus of of um, our rapacious uh, appetites, rapacious appetites. Um. I know. Well, we've we've talked about this before about being really, really ambitious girlies. I was at a friend's birthday dinner last night, and she was like, "How's your week been?" And I just started rattling off. I was like, "Okay, well, I've got to do that." Like all of these things, and she was like, "You make me feel fucking lazy." And I was like, "Well, you make me feel like..." I'm a manic psychopath, so yeah, guess we're yeah. even, girly. Guess we're guess even. We're even. Guess we're even. But it, it is funny to talk about that thing about like monetizing your hobbies, and then this there's this whole thing about online about slow living, and and I I often wonder. What's slow I was living? like, what the hell's that? You don't want to know about it. <laughs> you don't want to know about it. It's like growing your own veggies and resting <laughs> oh, lots God. and. In living slow. In my ten, year, 10 years in that K Road flat, I think we went through three to five peace lollies. And, you know, they they live off secondhand cigarette smoke. So, fuck. <laughs> so the, the living conditions were just that bad, you know? Like, the neglect tr- was that st- um, malign. <laughs> oh, you know, I've, you know, I've got, I, when I moved into the flat, you're, you're now my flatmate, looked at my um, plant and was like, What's that? And I was like, it's my plant. It's like, it's a gnarled stump. Um, and it formerly was a piece of lee. I, I killed it. I killed it. I killed it in a matter of months. A matter of months. <laughs> they're normally quite resilient yeah, unless they're owned by um, self-interested, uh, <laughs> highly, highly ambitious. Uh, yeah, highly ambitious. 20-something, highly ambitious. 20-something neurotics. 20-something. I mean. 30-something. But the real... Yes, 30, God, 30 I know. I actually had someone message me about that because in the in the blurb of the podcast it was like two twenty something girls never never gained the whole. Oh, we do need lives. to rectify that actually, mate. Tim, can you get on that? That's not Tim's job, you absolute piece of shit. Oh, whatever, it's our okay, job. Well, whatever, whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, but they were like, yeah, they were like twenty something. I was like, girl, and I was like, well, we we look twenty something. <laughs> I'm going with how I feel, and feelings are facts. Yeah, they, aren't. they feeling, just absolutely are. No, they're the not. feelings are they're not. not facts. They're not. They're not. They're, not. They're, not. No. they're real, but they're not. They're not real. You know. <laughs> they're real, but they're not all. They're real, but they're not real. <laughs> That's. I mean, and I paid a lot of money to learn that from my therapist. Isn't it crazy how expensive therapy is? I, it should I've never be had free. It, so I don't know. I, there are many things in this life that should be free that aren't, and that's capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my thesis. How's it going? I'm not even going going? to pretend that this that the voice of this episode is going to be like some sort of oppositional anti-capitalist variety because it just ain't. Nah, it just ain't. I think it's I think it's important to be honest about us as individuals. You know, because that's what that's what brings the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I mean, obviously, uh, uh, conversations about alternatives are, are good and are great, and we and they definitely need to keep being had or whatever. You know, co- holding space for alternatives. But also, I'm so sorry. The human propensity for greed knows no bounds, and there's just no way. Like you can be like, yes, everything's fair, and and we live in a moneyless society, and it's trading, and whatever the fuck. However, that you get one thing, 
I can't conceive of it personally, but I'm sure there's many theories on it. At the end of the day, human nature is going to win over and that is uh, greedy and self-interested. Well, so I've never been privileged or moneyed enough to make decisions that impact anybody's life outside of my own. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not going yes. to feel, do any sort of emotional labour for the absolute microbe-sized complicity of this, of me, yeah. you know, scare quotes, me, whatever. In the same way that I'm not going to, <laughs> to, to do emotional labour for uh, fucking, like, not recycling more robustly or, you know, like, money, oh, yeah. you know, or whatever, whatever, whatever. Whatever. And I'm not having what? kids. She'll be right. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be right. <laughs> She'll be right. She'll be fucking right. She'll be right. <laughs> It's not like you're flying to the other side of the world every other week either. That carbon footprint. No, I'm not. Cool. I've been a- and you don't drive. You don't even drive I a car. I've never driven a car in my fucking life. So. And you don't plan to. I do not plan to. <laughs> no, I've gotten around just fine without it. Though I am going to have to Uber home later, which is a real cunt, because I feel like I've spent my quota for the day. Because I'm now budgeting, because I now have a reasonable amount of money that I can budget with, yes. which is really, really great. Yes. To the point where I'm like, yes. okay, so this is, for the first time ever, I've kind of been able to see with clarity what I do spend on a, on a daily basis. And it's kind of a, a, around the $50, $60 mark. Yeah. What about you? What do you spend in a day? Probably, I I'm spending trying to spend less at the minute. Probably, include does this include like groceries and shit? Everything, daily basis. So uh, mine fluctuates. Like, there's been times in my life, like for example, when I'm on tour, Mm. honestly. No expenses spared. Like not as I would just be like boom, 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 boom. Like, but it's that it's totally scarce. It's been previously scarcity mindset I would go from having absolutely fucking nothing and then I'd get a gig where I'd be paid quite well by my standards not well by my friend's standards who work in fucking corporate know, jobs as, like, as a freelancer when you and suddenly start getting nuts. 1500 to 2k for one job you're like Woo! I know but the thing is is that that job only lasts for like two months max and so you're like Woo! I'm like I went and dropped my sister always tells a story about um when I was doing a gig and my after the first lockdown in 2020, I went to Wellington and I did that show at Circa. And we were getting paid at the time. I thought I was the fucking princess of the Taj Mahal. I felt so rich. We were getting $800 a week, which is actually, and I'm going to say not that it's much. Not you know, like compar- yeah, yeah. comparatively not that much. I felt, so, I felt so rich. I went and dropped an entire paycheck at Aesop. I was like, like on mini soaps, on mini soaps, lotions, leathers. Like all of it <laughs> I, I'm not drinking at the moment Which is really great And that I have a significant amount yeah. of money Left over at the end of the week Which is fantastic Like savings yes. Without drinking Savings Which is something I've never yeah. had before in my life It's crazy Yeah um, Though I did um, I spent money on a video game yesterday But I mean I'm not a monk I'm not Amish You know I need No and nor should you be My, <laughs> it's, it's so funny Because I always feel like My parents would shame me For being like Why are you getting this When you don't You can't afford it And, and you've got champagne taste On a beer budget And I was like You don't understand Most of the time I literally live off what This was in my 20s I lived off $1 samosas From the Cairo dairy Like that was it Like I Or or some bok choy From Lin Just or, waiting to happen Wait Literally again. It was like It was like tofu and then the red cabbage from lim chow and then some pig's peanut butter and that was me right like corn thins i can't even look at a corn thin i get triggered because that's all i ate it's literally all i ate corn thins is just scream poverty to you because <laughs> because i would eat i would have one corn thin per meal and then i would have enough left over for one bottle of red you know like it was like everything was like so when i had money of course i'm gonna go and buy a nice dress you know what about things things you've done for money that you're like oh dicey Oh, like, like, oh, that I shouldn't be spending. Oh, things you've done for money, like gigs, hustles. Oh, things I've done yeah, for money. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Well, I was a stripper. Oh, yeah, that's chiller. So that's chiller. That's really chill. That's chiller. Um, I've to- I think I've told you. Have I talked about that? The Bogans coming in when the Metallica concert was cancelled. Have I talked yeah, about that? Yeah, absolutely. On the yeah. Yeah, I also had this other night where this guy came in and he was so, he was really, really dodgy and he kept telling me I looked like his ex-wife and he wanted to like sniff my puss and shit, it was not good. Oh. I shortly left. And that that was a point where it was well, so At least he wasn't telling you you look like his daughter and then saying that. Oh yeah, that's horrific. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. But that was a, a really weird work time for me because I'd just come back from Edinburgh so I was fucking broke. I got, um, I was working at Showies at night and then I had that tiny I had a tiny role on Chorlton Street that literally was like 
Penny, Luke Penny, Penny Baxton. I was on for Penny like Baxton. Penny, Baxton. Penny Baxton. I was on for two episodes. But I was out at Shortland Street, like rehearsing and costume fittings and filming during the day, like New Zealand's biggest soap opera, soap drama. Um, and then I was on the pole at night. It was completely bizarre. Yeah, that is bizarre. Completely bizarre. That's really bizarre. I've done some bad shit. I think the worst gig I've ever done for money was like, there's this thing called Action Actors. And they're amazing. He's amazing and he does great work. But I did a gig for them when I was, um, you have to direct people to rerouted bus stops and you're wearing a high-vis vest. And I did that not that long ago. How long ago? When did, did you do that in Auckland? In, in the start of 2020, yes. I did. <laughs> yeah. It's full of lockdown, yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, the Albert Street. I was like, it's soon, it's soon. I, I know, I know. I, can't, I, I, can't, I cannot picture this at all. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not joking. I'm not joking. <laughs> I've, done some, I've done some crazy things for money. Like, I I, I, um, I remember, oh, my God. I told Thomas Sainsbury that I could, um, that I was a, an accomplished technician and I operated one of his shows. Oh, my God. I'd never, I'd never used a soundboard in my life. <laughs> I was like, yeah, she'll be right. Oh I'd never watched, I hadn't even watched the show. Like this, the sound guy was sick. And so there I am like reading the script along, like in the queues like this. That's wild. Yeah. Did you fuck it up or did you pull yeah. it off? Pulled it fucking off, bitch. That is insane. Pulled yeah, it yeah, off. Congratulations. Pulled of course, it obviously. Off. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, ho- like working for, I used to work for Auckland Live and I'd do, like host kids events. Like pick and mix, I'd host pick and mix things on a Sunday. What the hell's a pick and mix thing? Oh, it's just like it's like their kids' program, so it's really cool. They'd get like the opera or or the ballet or like all these like big arts companies would do like a kids' version of their work, so like little kids could come and see it. And a bridged version then, of Hair <laughs> or the Phantom, <laughs> the Phantom of the Opera. Um, and a bri- an abridged version Equus, of La Boheme Equus. by the new by the new Equus. by the New Zealand Opera Equus with Shetland ponies. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Titus and Jonica's for kids. Yeah. Everyone gets a sl- and they just bring out the pie and they're like, everyone gets a slice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> that is that is so good. Can you imagine? Oh Can you imagine? No, but I would host. I would host. I would host those things. I just ra- like random shit. Like, um, I'd do anything for money, and I'm I'm a pretty competent person. I'm a really good worker. <laughs> I would do anything well. for money. I'm really competent, <laughs> and I know my worth. I'm really competent. I know my value, and I know my worth, and I know my worth. <laughs> what's What's the weirdest thing you've ever done for money? Um, like a tiny bit of sex work. At mm. one point, um, which was all pretty chill. You were amazing in the first lockdown because you started selling custom erotic. Oh, yeah, my personalised erotic fiction commissions. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was uh, that was harder than the sex work because that was like 18,000 yeah. words a day for three months solidly. Like, that was, it was fucking yeah. insane. I just didn't realise how much work it would be. And also, when I was charging 40 bucks a pop, that did not... Um, it's not... It was not there. It was not equal to what I was doing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, no, and the, inevitably, no, no, no. eventually, I charged more. It was like eighty dollars a piece, but um, yeah, for the longest time it was only forty. What a steal! What an absolute steal! Yeah. I had friends who purchased from you. Yeah, I had repeat customers, and they were like, "It's fucking amazing! It's fucking amazing!" Thank you. And if you're listening and you you you've bought a piece, um, treasure it because I'll never do that again. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll never do it again. Yeah. What was your first job? Uh, at a bar and oh no, I worked at a bakery when I was fourteen, but I got fired because I was really bad at it. <laughs> what were you eating all the Sally Luns? <laughs> How do you body shame me on our podcast that we share? No, no, I wasn't. On our child, on our child that we've conceived <laughs> together. No, I got I got fired because like I just oh, I hated it. I was really bad at it, but I just wanted the money, and then I'd always leave early. And then the, the last draw was when I was like. Um, I'm sick. I can't come in. And then he literally saw me because I wanted to go to a friend's birthday party, and he saw me um, with friends getting liquor from the adjacent bottle shop. And then <laughs> so he obviously I wasn't sick. And then the, the next time I went in for my shift, he was like, "Look, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to let you go." He's like, "It's over. It's." Really and I remember he paid me with checks, like physical checks. Isn't that weird? I know. I wouldn't know what to do with a check. I had, my, I had to get my mum to help me out with that. But then after that, when I was 16, um, I got a job at the spa in Whangarei. 
where I worked with Bridget. Me and Bridget worked at this bar together called Salou, and it was like a really good time. And and like Salou, it, it was like sometimes we have events and we'd be there till like seven in the morning. So I was like sixteen years old, like pouring pouring drinks at this. Oh my at god, this classic. Bar. Yeah. <laughs> classic. One time I let a friend. Oh, this is so bad. I was left in charge of the bar, 16, definitely not okay. Oh. Um, and a a friend who I didn't know at the time, but who I um, met properly in Auckland and then realised, I was like, oh my God, you're that chick. Because one night, yeah, this night that I was working at the bar, she came in, she was wasted. She managed to stay until closing, got behind the bar, poured herself several drinks and then drove home. And I was literally trying to get her. <gasps> no, I know who yeah, you're I was trying to get out of the car. I was like, no, please don't. She's like, no, it's okay. See ya. And then just hooned <laughs> off into the night. <laughs> And it, then obviously I, you know, moved to Auckland in my early twenties, and I met her, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh no, she was like, "You're that chick from Yeah, Canada. yeah. <laughs> and apparently that night, yeah, she woke up the following morning. The car was in the garden. Um, and she, <laughs> she had no. no memory of how it got there, or something like that. <laughs> like she combed it in the car. <laughs> she combed it in the car. <laughs> she got home and just combed it in the car. <laughs> Oh baby Lucky to be alive Oh lucky no no alive. no Lucky to be alive I, Because I was only lucky 16 I would not have been Culpable That would have been On my manager Oh truly yeah, yeah. 100% mm. 100% I feel like Have you ever had those moments Where you're like What the fuck Is my job right now Because I feel like I have those frequently I dissociate like last at, I used to dissociate Working at Working in hospital it's such oh, long 100%. hours, like it's and it's so physically taxing. Like it took years for my feet to recover, but my toes had fused together. Yeah. I, I had like my toes are disgusting as well. Yeah, I'm really ashamed of yeah, my feet. Yeah, cloven hoofs. Cloth my feet. It's an absolute hoofs. thing. It's so gross. Yeah, it's yeah, I am too. And I've got well, I have a genetic thing where my second toe is longer than my first toe. Anyway, oh, so I'm. Oh, my salmon. <laughs> oh shit! Has Emma got that? There's those close-ups of her feet. Kill Bill because Tarantino has such a huge foot fetish. And her toes, oh, there's something yeah. wrong. Her toes, like, she's got little monkey yeah, claws. There's, there's something wrong with my toes as well. They're not good. <laughs> um, but I had that moment definitely last year. Oh, my God, in Cabaret Festival, when I was there basically naked with, like, a sliver of mesh, like the face of a drag queen, you are in the corner, um, you'd been typing out poetry for randoms upstairs. Oh, you had a full sorry. sort of, like... I don't even know what the fuck, like futuristic navi, stripe across your face. by way of oh, way yeah, yeah, not, <laughs> not good. Um, and then it's me and Hugo Girl singing um, <laughs> Sweet Transvestite and then a lady crawling up my dress and kissing me on my asshole. Oh my <laughs> fuck. You were really good at that job. It was amazing. You were so intensely charismatic. I know, I love. Yeah. I felt so I felt so sexy and powerful doing that job. That was I felt Cabaret fucking Festival's alcoholic. Honestly, by the end of that yeah. week, I was ruined. I was fucking ruined. You got a drink through like it. You got a drink seven year old. Oh, yeah. Peppers. Peppers straw. Peppers straw. I know. I think my the, the job that I'm best at is performing for sure. And it's funny. I always feel like someone's. It was, I think they meant this in a really kind way. They listened to the podcast and was like, you're really. Oh, you're, you're really in your element. And I. I think that's a really nice thing Who to say because I love doing this. I'm not going to reveal the name. <laughs> I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. But I I found, I, so I think I took umbrage with that because I was like, it implied that I just, like, this is the thing that I'm, go- where I was like, haven't you, like, I was like, haven't you seen me on stage? I was like, that's where I am like the best version of myself. Someone asked me why I wanted to be an actor and I was like, because it's the thing that I'm, it's the only thing that I'm really, truly actually good at. Is performing. Ask anyone. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ask anyone, they'll tell you. Although I do, I I do. I'm really grateful for my job, and it's a very cool job to have currently. And it's good to hone a new skill, you know. Yeah, totally. Oh my god, and you're just learning all the like, um, how like story is blocked and structured for for that kind of that kind of hundred percent outfit. Yeah, it's it's. And can I just say the Shorten Street ratings have never been high. <laughs> And also, you should go and watch it at the moment. This is fucking lit. I'm genuinely really proud of the show. I love that. I'm genuinely um, really proud of it. Antonio Preble character, the the cult leader. She's yes, the Rebecca. Specific. She's menacing. Bright she's shine. sinister. She's amazing. She's as white as the driven snow, and rightly so for that mm. character. Yeah. <laughs> and rightly so. Yeah. And thus it is spake, and so it <laughs> shall thus be. It is spake. <laughs> if you if you could do 
one thing for money, mm. like you can only do one thing, what would it be? Talk, I've said this to you so many times. I think I've said it in multiple episodes of this podcast already. Maybe I haven't. Maybe I've just imagined that. But vigilante is my dream job. It's my dream job. <laughs> it's completely my dream job. I'm not even joking. <laughs> Seriously, if I could be reassured that I would, that I would be sufficiently comfortably funded to do it for the rest of my life, I'd... I'll be hitting the gym for 12 hours a day. I'll be Auckland's parkour-sanctioned Batman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Legal murder. Oh, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Count me in. Count me in. If I see you parkouring around Queen Street with a fucking a full body thing of milk, I swear, <laughs> I swear to God. And a slingshot. What would be your, is that your, what's your weapon of choice? Hatchet. Probably something stabby. Okay. Mm. Hatchet's kind of... Hatchet's kind of stabby. I used to sleep with a hatchet, but um, I got, I got yeah, rid I know of it to Graylin. Yeah, you don't need, you don't really need a hatchet Graylin, from Graylin. No, <laughs> not since the Graylin Prowler. But I'm pretty sure they got him. Did he go down? No. Oh my god. Okay, can we talk about really briefly the fact? Speaking of money and that lack thereof. Oh, um, the Whistler is oh, back on K back. Road. I'm so sorry. The Whistler's back. And I'm going to need to be updated with sightings, um, uh, interactions. <laughs> preferably not, um, my God. Yeah, preferably not. Actually, stay clear of him. But if you see him, I want to know about it, girlies. You can just message that to the Rats in the Gutter Instagram. Maybe let him loose. Why is he back? I don't know. I thought he was permanently banned. He washed back in with the floodwaters. Oh, as, well, someone did say that. They messaged me and they were like, the whistler's back. And they were like, every time there's a natural disaster, the whistler shows up. He's like the fucking Pied Piper of Doom. He's like, dee, one of the horsemen. Dee, dee, dee. <laughs> He's one of the horsemen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, minus the horse, but with the hooves. <laughs> he has pretty horse-like haunches, honestly. He's, he's like, like a minotaur in stature and oh. presence. Except I, I kind of, I don't want to be fucked by him. Whereas I, otherwise, in a sort of ambient way, am no. semi-tracked to Minotaurs. I think they're really hot. The Minotaur? Yeah, yeah. Is that the myth? I think it's the man body I would with fuck a centaur. Would you fuck a centaur? I think I would. Um, yes, but that would take um, weeks of, of preparation and pussy training. Because <laughs> you're taking a horse stick. You know what I mean? That's, I mean, that's, <laughs> it's a human arm. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen your di- I told you the dildo that is the size of a small child that uses a door oh, stopper. Got me. Sweetie. The black one. Uh, yeah, it's well, it's been oh, a bleep the name, bleep the been name. a long time <laughs> since I took that black thing. Um, I could take it really semi easily before the lockdown, but but then <laughs> I know, right? Well, yeah, we, but because then it was a regular thing. I was you know, there was either yes. I, stretching, yeah, training, it was moisturizing. Constant. And I was in a really good, yeah. p- good place annually before the first lockdown, and and then COVID just ruined everything. And it just, and it just all went to shit, literally. Yeah. Now my my asshole's like ugh, walls of Jericho. No, it's it's going to take more than a song <laughs> to open that bad boy up again. It's, it's going to take a battering ram. Call the trumpets! Yeah, yeah. Call the trumpets! <laughs> <laughs> the walls of Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> I feel just distinctly untouched at the moment, but that's partly by choice. Like I really, I am quite abstinent at the moment. You are, because everyone are. makes me sick. People make me sick. Yeah. I don't want to get close enough to oh. be fucked. Oh, just the, the thought of it at, at this point in my life is actually making me sick. Oh yeah. I think after my breakup, it was being... something that I was chasing quite um, rapaciously and. Oh, and as you should. And now I'm just kind of Get over like, by getting under. Am I right? <laughs> and now the thought goes. No, but so you should. So you should. Yeah, and I also think you're so dedicated at the moment to your um, thing that you're doing. I don't. I don't and want love. I want oh, money. Oh, power and <laughs> money. Power and money. And a PS5, um, which will obviously, and obviously a PS5. take me. Yeah. I know. Oh my god. It's so funny because gifts are so not my love language, and yet I'm like, give me, give me, you know. I'm greedy. My love language is touch. If there if there is such a thing as love languages, saying I, I love they, you, I think there is like communication and fucking. I mean, like, come on, yes, of course, but also like in the there's there's always like many other things that you could be doing at any given time, you know. Ooh, Does that profound. make any sense? So profound. <laughs> wow. 
I'm not who I used to Crazy. be after hearing that. Oh. <laughs> oh, I've got I've got a question. Oh, yeah. What's the most expensive? What's the most money you've ever spent? Um, oh, oh, like go. what is the thing that you bought? Yeah, like what Recently, did you buy? My Nintendo Switch last year. Mm. Um, which is now my most prized position. God, I love it. The portability of it is just fucking incredible. Does Tim have a Nintendo Switch? Tim, do you have a Nintendo Switch? Yeah, he got. Yeah, he goddamn does. He does. He's he nodding does. away. Is he, so, does he have a PlayStation as well, or just a Nintendo? No, just a Nintendo. Oh, good, fantastic. I'm also a Nintendo girl. That's that's my jam. <laughs> I'm a Nintendo, Nintendo girly. Girl. Um, Nintendo and I'm very girl. excited about the Zelda sequel coming out in, I think it's March, Tears of the Kingdom. I know you don't give a shit. I can see you glazing over. I'll just stop talking about I'm this. Yeah. Okay. I'm a glazed yep. donut at this point. <laughs> glazed donut. I'm a glazed donut. My donut, donut. has been glazed <laughs> in months. It's been months and months. Oh, neither do you know what? I don't actually think I've had sex this year. We're quite far into the year. I had sex on New Year's Eve. That's probably the last time. Yes, you did. Oh, I feel depressed now. <laughs> 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 I feel depressed. Um, I can remember the time that I spent, oh my God, the first time that I dropped what I put, like a, a lot of money and I left the store and I felt so sick. I felt disgusted. I felt shameful. <laughs> And do you know why? It's because I'd gone to, I had to buy, at drama school, I needed to get some like stage makeup. So I went to the, I went to Kikaldi's and, which is like the big department store mm. off um, Lampton Quay. And I went into, uh. I went, there was like Nas, Bobby Brown. I think I ended, I think I went to like Bobby, the Bobby Brown counter. Um, and I went up and I was like, I need some foundation and, and I needed to be long wearing and blah, blah, blah. Cause it's for, um performance i would have been like 18 or 19 and the woman talked me into buying a tinted moisturizer that cost 130 dollars and i just was so like uh, uh you know when i i just was such a what do you I mean talked you into it well she just was like this is the one you want to buy and i i was young i was like oh okay and then just kind of went along with it swiped that literally like the I, I saw my rent leave my account and then I walked up the road and I just burst into tears and I was disgusted with myself. I was like, why the oh fuck no. oh did no, I spend I $120? Yeah, you should feel sorry for me because it was awful. I mean, did I, I should have had, now I would never, that would never happen because I have boundaries and I also can stick up for <laughs> I myself. I have boundaries. Do you? I have boundaries. Hmm. But I definitely felt, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I definitely, I definitely, there's an element to feeling swindled, you know. Have you ever been scammed? Uh, when we're in Italy, um, uh, they, me and and <laughs> this guy that I was with, um, we thought we were buying hash and weed, and it was um, dark chocolate and green tea. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a real <laughs> And I def- I ate the dark chocolate, but I think we disposed of the green tea. <laughs> Not even jasmine, just straight up green, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> no zest of a lemon in yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Have you been scammed? Yeah, I got scammed by a teenager in Whangaruru who sold me an Adidas tracksuit on Facebook Marketplace. Oh, yeah. And the Adidas tracksuit, not only did the Adidas tracksuit <clears throat> never show up, but $45 mysteriously left my account every month for three years after that. And I couldn't I couldn't get them. I couldn't get them. Did you <laughs> close that account and start a new one? Well, they've stopped now. I managed to, I, I contacted the bank and ended up being like, I, I'm I, sorry, I it took you three like, years to stop someone from taking $45 a month from your <laughs> bank account? <laughs> Boundaries, eh? I know. Okay. Oh my God. You are joking. Don't be hateful. <laughs> I know, isn't that fucked up? And I was like, I would have been 23, 24? 24. I was 24. So some yeah, shit okay. for brains TikToker scammed you. Out of forty five dollars. This was before TikTok, babe. Oh, okay. This is before so Tumblr cunt. Tumblr yes, cunt. S- some little shit in and f- Fangaruru of all the places. Yeah. Have you ever been there? No, where is it? Where <sighs> is it? It's Northland. It's like north. It's like north, um, west of Fangare. That's it. Kind of like on the way to the Hokianga. Yeah. Oh, maybe I have been there. I probably mm. have. Sorry, northeast, not north. Not 
northwest. <laughs> no, no. You drive through it to get to Okanoni. Um, I can't be specific on that <laughs> in this time. <laughs> Northland, love it here. <laughs> Northland, love it here. <laughs> what are we talking about again? Oh money. Many, many, many. Oh my god, I can tell you the job that I've had that literally that was the worst job that I've ever had. That I'll never that I and I've never done this before, nor since, where I showed up for the trial and I just never oh, went. The drug back. trial. Like I never No, it's not the drug what? The drug trial, is that what you're talking about? No, 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 the trial of okay. the job. Although I have I have been a fake patient before, but I have not had to ingest drugs for money. Um no, it was. Do you remember in 2016, Auckland had this big show called Pleasure Dome? Yes, I do. And it was starring. No, I, I told yeah, you, and me and walked out at half time. We didn't stay for the whole thing. Yeah, it was so. Honestly, and they had. So, just for context, they had the set of the. Ash, you would go in, like, you would go in, and it was like you were in New York in the 80s, and it was like all these sets and these, like, roving. I have definitely been a roving performer many, 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 many goddamn times. That's something that I would like to circle back to. Um, <laughs> And then, and then you'd go into the show, and it was this big, supposedly like arena spectacular. Um, and Lucy Lawless was in it. Was like fucking drag queens, dancers, it, the full schmozzle. And it was truly one of the worst things I've ever seen. Anyway, I had a trial to be a waitress for the VIP section. Which could we call it a VIP section, or could we call it a swamp with plastic assembly chairs? I think the latter. Um, and you would have to, you would be like serving like f- really expensive champagne in the middle of the show, but because the show was on, you would have to hunch, literally fold yourself in half like a little gargoyle goblin, hold the tray above your head so you'd be sort of down like this and just like, like across. That kind of spectacle theatre like, just makes me sick anyway. Do you know what I mean? Objectively speaking. But that one was a particularly gnarly one. Like, do you know, the was, thing that made yeah. decided for Bridget and I that we were going to leave at halftime was when Lucy Lawless was doing some number that was meant to be like, I guess... Yeah, the, the AIDS yes, memorial. That one. The AIDS memorial. Yeah. And then the ghosts of all the people yeah, that died of AIDS came out like, of the oh, screen. I'm out, tapping out. See you later, everyone. Bye. And then she went into a Coke haze under a spotlight. <laughs> I was so bad. It was just, it was not for me. People loved it. They'd go again every week. People are fucking stupid. It was The public are complete cookery. They don't know what's good for them. Uh, I'll say it again. Like, good taste is not a democracy. Not. It's like Charlene in a party hat being like, come on, girlies, <laughs> let's go back to pleasure yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, stop. My friend Julia Croft, who if you're listening, I love you. Um, she <laughs> once said this thing to me and she was like, look, if you haven't been a roving performer at Christmas time, don't even speak to me. Because honestly, being at, uh, like smoking a cigarette, being a fucking fairy in Santa's cave between cars, that's a whole new level of of artistic um, poverty. <laughs> it ain't right. It ain't what is right. It? Oh my god! What is your actor's life? That that's a nightmare to me. Oh my god! Well, <laughs> one of my favorite gigs. <laughs> I wonder if I can. Ah, uh, we might have to bleep name Tim. But one of my favorite gigs that my friend did <laughs> what, go on. was, you know, when they it was when they were doing the roadworks on Albert Street. And because of the roadworks, all the businesses were really struggling. This is in the centre of Auckland. And so that in order to sort of like jazzy up the street and like bring bring new life, they hired roving performers <laughs> and dressed them as like a different famous Albert. So <laughs> was dressed as Albert Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> and he had someone dressed as like Prince Albert, like Victoria oh and Albert. <laughs> Isn't, it, isn't so, a Prince Albert a genital piercing? Yeah, yes, yeah. because he famously had his dick pierced. Really? Oh, is that why it's called Prince famously Albert? Famously so. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, famously so. Famously Albert Einstein. So. You know that um, Albert Einstein was St. Vincent's um, style reference for that um, oh, that album where she got, had that lavender rinse in her hair? She's quite a bit about that. Oh, I love, I love St. Vincent. She's just gorgeous, yeah, isn't she's she? Great. I didn't love the last album, though. It was kind of like 270s for me. no. We were both really excited when it came out, and then we both listened to it, and we're oh, like, "It's a bit naff. It's a bit naff." We, remember, we went, and, we went, and met for coffee, and you're like, "Did you listen to it?" It's like, "Yeah," 
Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I, well, oh, dear, okay, dear, so dear, you've dear. done some truly horrifying things for money. And I, I feel like yeah. that all of that is, is packaged with being an actor. And the sort of oh, trials being, by fire that it being... takes to be an actor and to, to tap, break into those networks where you can start sh- digging yourself out of the shit of demeaning it's, gigs. It's cooked. Deme- and some, most gigs, lots of gigs, are truly, truly demeaning. We did this gig, we did this show in Wellington a few years ago and I had so much fun doing this show, by the way. It was, uh, it was fun, but it was so gruelling. Like, the show itself was three and a half hours long and we do two shows back to back. So that's six, seven hours of performing. It's absolutely insane. Um, and we were, like, roving characters in it and we just went nuts. Like, we all... Like, we'd go out every single night and get fucked up at Fringe Bar. Um, we all started fucking each other. It was like high school. It was crazy. This was not. This was in 2019. This is not that long ago. Um, you'd make up little fake relationships. At one point, I got told off for eating a pie because I was so hungry because I forgot to eat between meals. So I'm eating, like, in the, in the show, eating a pie. I know. I can smell the misery. I can just smell it. Yeah. And I had like a bleached, this is when they bleached my hair white, gave me a full mullet. I had like mandala tattoos on the back of my elbows. Yeah. Not a, an iota of dignity to be seen. Oh, I gave that up long ago. <laughs> long ago. Oh my God, once I hosted my mother's breast cancer survivors Dragon Boat Team fundraiser in a pink wig at Southwood's Car Museum for a hundred bucks that was that See, was that's a sentence like, that shouldn't exist <laughs> yeah it shouldn't exist but there it is <laughs> fuck this world i would also like i would also like to say that uh, throughout this episode we've been talking about, like we've been talking specifically about money and not about privilege because i would say that i definitely ha- have quite a lot of privilege and that entitles that entitles me that enables me <laughs> And that entitles Freud me to whatever I jam, please. Brodiancy. Brodiancy. So, you know, when I when I talk about being like, I was so broke for my whole 20s. Like, yes, I was. But I knew that if, uh, you know, I wasn't going to die. And I always had a roof over my head, you know. You know I kind of got jealous of um, when I was in my early 20s. Obviously, I was working. I got jealous of um, my friends who were students who... Uh, like we're all sort of like in similar boats in terms of like not having much much disposable income but it was kind of like for them as students that it, there was no sort of sti- stigma do you know what I mean like they were ca- categorically expected to be a little bit tight unless they had wealthy parents I mean more often than not they did um, poor, sh- I, poor shame is something I hate and it's something that took me a while to kind of like purge myself of um, yeah because it's stupid. Cause also, I'll, I'll, in, that, also uh, in that vein, the sort of like the idea that, you know, as somebody who had, who had working class parents is from a working class background or whatever, um, the idea that you have to, that work, work ethic, that fucking mm. suicidal work ethic that comes with, yeah. with ha- having a working class background. Um, yeah. Fuck that. It took me so long to purge that. You do not need to kill yourself to break your back you know yeah. to, to bleed and blister yourself to justify being comfortable or ha- having having an income that covers the basics do you know what i mean like no exactly but i used to valorize UBI. work in the same you know in that way that yes that it's it, it is done as a i don't know as a move as a move of solidarity in that cross-section yes um my parents are still like that they're like I think it was only when I got the job at Shortland Street that they actually took me. I think they finally were like, <gasps> like, re- like that was they were relieved because they don't understand. <clears throat> I don't think they fundamentally understand. Oh, sorry, the microphone. I don't think they could fundamentally relate to what it means to work as an artist in New Zealand and the and the like highs and lows of that. And they just worried because they're like, well, you're not making money. So you need to be working. You need to be doing the thing all the time, all the time, all the time. And I'm like, I can't, I'm already got three jobs. And they're like, we'll get five. Like that kind of. I think one of the nice things about, um, you know, growing up with that very much, having very much was that I've never had pressure from my parents Mm. to, to um, make a certain amount of money or live a certain sort of lifestyle. Like 
you know, like there's no there was no wealth to mm. inherit or or no legacy to maintain. So essentially, me and mm. my sister have just been given free reign and support and whatever we opted to do. You know, like mm. because whatever. And look at Emily now. She's absolutely God. And if you're listening, Emily, just, just I know amazing. Emily's not listening because I asked her flat sticks. I was like, do you listen to the podcast? She's like, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> But if you if you do have any listening, Emily, I love you so much, and I'm so excited to um to see you. God knows when that'll be. Right the wedding, <laughs> the wedding. My sister's getting married. My sister is getting married. Yes, yeah. that's just gorgeous. That's so just she's, gorgeous. God, weddings are expensive. Yeah, and she's they're crazy. And they're she crazy earns expensive. a lot. And she spends a lot, honestly. But she deserves it. She's a conspicuous spender, and it's it's a thing of beauty. It's a thing of beauty. And it's just gorgeous. Yeah. Do you know, Tim, that um, you paid me 50 bucks to bartend your wedding? Yeah. I was at your wedding as the bartender. I, was bar- I bartended Tim's wedding. Did, does Tim know that? You did know. He thinks that it was more than 50 bucks. <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, I think it might have been more than, I think it was like 20 bucks an hour. Actually, so it ended up being like a hundred bucks. So I needed it. I needed it at the time. I'm sure you drank your gratuity behind that bar. Yeah, I, help, I set up as little. I set up the mat. I set up the, all the little stuff. Yeah. I um. What's the name of that guy from Seven Sharp? I can't remember. That guy from Seven, Jesse Mulligan. I I attended bar at Jesse Mulligan's wedding. Did you? Yeah. And I was oh, sweating nuts. like a fucking hog, and I was wearing this white shirt. And within an hour and a half, it was transparent because it was, you know, it was the height of summer in Auckland, in Greyland. I used to love, I used to love bartending weddings, and we, I worked for a caterer for a little bit, and I used to love it because everyone would leave, and then you just take all the shit home. Honestly, I did take the about two or of, three bottles of red wine home that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally. There, I was saying it because I was at Coco's last night for this birthday dinner, and I was like, "Oh, girl, you know, I used to eat, take this polenta chips before people were finished with them, and just be like, thank you so much, and just take them and go out, go out the back and eat them.' I don't. Can we can we, can we keep that in? Yeah, sure. I've definitely done that when I at yeah. my first restaurant job in Whangarei. We yeah. did that at my first restaurant <laughs> job know. in Whangarei. I had an apron. This, oh my god! Keep in mind, I was like late teens, early twenties, fucking Dero, <laughs> and I'd like take people's plates because they, they they really they really surveyed it they made sure that you didn't do this but I had a system so I had my little master beer pouch and I would just scrape 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 and then if it was a big juicy steak just into the pouch into the pouch and um, then I'd be like I'm going to the bathroom juicy steak into the pouch <laughs> and then I'd go like eat like secondhand steak in a, in a toilet and then go back to my shift <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was real rank. But you know what? I've had all my shots and I didn't catch a goddamn thing. <laughs> Thank you so much. You've been listening to it's in the gutter. Right, right, right. Feel, 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 feel